It's all yours, Dave. Thanks for coming. Everybody give Dave a hand. Thank you very much. I see some familiar faces, and I appreciate it. Another man, cold in another man. 
Thank you. The next tune I'm going to play is an instrumental, so please don't sing along. bit of it's a socially relevant tune called flop-eared mule well Dave thanks a lot for joining us tonight glad to be here I usually start out by asking guests a little bit to talk about where they're where they grew up and what sort of music was in the air when they were All kid. Right. I grew up in the northern suburbs and what kind of music was in the air? My parents played jazz and classical and opera and folk music all the time in the house. All kinds of great music. I brought rock and roll into the household. And so I grew up listening to folk music, I first heard Pete Seeger perform at Orchestra Hall when I was about nine or ten. And as you can tell, it kind of warped me in a kind of positive way, I think. And so I grew up listening to folk music. I played classical piano for many, many years. Don't remember much of it played some drums, then in high school started to play guitar. And the first formal guitar lessons I took were at the Old Town School on Armitage, which is where I was earlier tonight teaching. And that was the summer between high school and college. And I'm an older person, so that was a while ago. Well, what, what year was that? Who was around when you were that first going That was 1971. There? 
So, who was around? John Prine and Stevie Goodman were just getting started. Fred Holstein and Ed Holstein were around just getting started. Bonnie Kolak was around. Now, when I was in high school, I played guitar with a classmate of mine named Steve Schwal. And his brother, Jim Schwal, was part of the Siegel Schwal Blues Band with Corky Siegel. And so I got, I got thrown into that at a young age as well. And so I just kept on doing it. And um, did you start with the banjo right away? When did you pick no, up the banjo? I was, I was a guitar player playing folk music. You see, in high school, I was in high school from 67 to 71, so there was all this great music, you know, the Beatles and the Stones and Led Zeppelin and Deep Purple and all kinds of stuff. Iron Butterfly with Inagata DeVita. But I was at home in the basement playing Phil Oaks and Tom Paxton protest music. And unfortunately, a lot of those songs haven't stopped being relevant. You got, you got any of those you could, you could play for us right now? Yes. Uh, let me switch to the guitar. Tom Paxton tune called We Didn't Know. We didn't know, said the Burgermeister, about the camp on the edge of town. It was Hitler and his crew that tore the German nation down. We saw the cattle cars, it's true, maybe they carried a Jew or two. They woke us up as they rattled through, but what do you expect me to do? We didn't know it all, we didn't see a thing. You can't hold us to blame, what could we do? It was a terrible shame, we can't bear the blame, oh no not us. We didn't know We didn't know, said the puzzled voter Watching the president on TV I said we got to drop them bombs In order to keep South Asia free President's such a peaceful man I guess he's got some kind of plan They say we're torturing prisoners of war But I don't believe that stuff no more Prisoners is a communist game And you can bet they're doing the same I wish this war was over and through What do you expect me to do? We didn't know it all We didn't see a thing You can't hold us to blame What could we do? It was a terrible shame We can't bear the blame Oh no, not us, we didn't know We didn't know, said the congregation Singing a hymn in their church of white The press was full of lies about us The preacher told 
us we were right Some outside agitators came Set our colored people to flame Maybe some of our boys got hot And a couple of niggers and reds got shot They should have stayed where they belong Preacher would have told us if we had done wrong We didn't know it all We didn't see a thing You can't hold us to blame What could we do? It was a terrible shame We can't bear the blame No, not us We didn't know Oh, no, not us We didn't know All right now. There was a politically incorrect word in that, and it was used appropriately, and that's the way it was written, so that's the way I sang it. What, uh, when, when you were playing that and other protest songs in the late 60s, early 70s, did you, did you think that... 40-some years later, they'd still be relevant? I've been way too cynical for way too long for my own good, unfortunately. Um, I was very involved in the anti-war and anti-draft movement during the Vietnam War, and I was a conscientious objector. And I've never changed my mind about that stuff, and it's... It's still going on, and these songs are still relevant. I actually heard from one of my students at the end of class that the vote in Alabama happened, and Roy Moore lost. So, you know, sometimes the good guys win, but I heard that this morning, Donald Trump tweeted some kind of really awful stuff about, I think it was a congresswoman. And, uh, you know, like, politicians embarrass me. <laughs> and embarrass themselves sometimes. Oh, yeah. Um. So, what, uh, what were you with the protest movement? What were some, did you go to some of the larger protests? I, and? I was not at the 1968 Democratic Convention. Good for you. Good for you. Um, I was, I'm a little younger. So, I was a kid in the suburbs, and but I went on a lot of anti war demonstrations. There was one moratorium that I remember, I don't remember the year, but remember Apollo 13? They did the movie about it. It was during that time, the comedian and philosopher Alan Sherman was speaking. Alan Sherman was really bright and really focused. And he said at the, the, the Apollo 13 spacecraft was crippled and they were trying to get the guys home. 
And he said at this demonstration, if we would focus as much attention on all of the people in Southeast Asia that we are focusing on these three guys, maybe things would be a little better. <laughs> so you want another one? Yeah, I think you're I think you've you got your chord G chord there, right? Yep. So uh from John Prine's first album. And there's a little bit of a backstory that a lot of people might not know, even having heard the song. Reader's Digest, in a very, very jingoistic, patriotic kind of move, enclosed little plastic American flags in their magazine to show support for Nixon and everything. And so this song makes reference to that. While digesting Reader's Digest In the back of a dirty bookstore Plastic flag with gum on the back Fell out on the floor Well, ran outside Slapped it on my window shield And if I could see old Betsy Ross Tell her how good I feel But your flag decal won't get you into heaven anymore They're already overcrowded from your dirty little war Jesus don't like killing no matter what the reason for your flag decal won't get you into heaven anymore. I went to the bank this morning, and the cashier said to me, If you join our Christmas club, we'll give you ten of them flags for free. I didn't mess around a bit, took him up on what he said, and I stuck them stickers all over my car. One on my wife's forehead But your flag decal won't get you into heaven anymore They're already overcrowded from your dirty little war Jesus don't like killing no matter what the reason for Your flag decal won't get you into heaven anymore well, I got my window shield so filled with flags I couldn't see. So I ran the car upside the curb, right into a tree. By the time they got a doctor down, I was already dead. Never understand why that man standing at the pearly gates said, But your flag decal won't get you into heaven anymore. We're already overcrowded from your dirty little war. Jesus don't like killing no matter what the reason for. Your flag decal won't get you into heaven anymore. Yeah, your flag decal won't get you into heaven anymore. Thank 
you, thank you. It's always gratifying when the audience sings along, knowing the words and being pretty good singers. Thank you. We have a fine audience here. Yes, Give we do. Give yourselves a hand. Well, um, did you know John Pine much when, when you were going to no, the school? No, I, um, I saw him a bunch of times. My big influence in folk music was a guy named Bob Gibson. Bob Gibson recorded an album in 1961 called Gibson and Camp at the Gate of Horn, an old club that's, it was on Rush Street long time ago. Never went there. And that made me, when I was about a junior in high school, go out and get a 12-string guitar. Because Bob was the master of the 12-string. And then I got to know him because I moved in to the West Rogers Park neighborhood in 1980 where he was living and we were back alley neighbors and he uh, he became a good friend and I still miss him he he did so much good stuff and so many people don't know who Bob Gibson is except that the people who know where the folk music came from know that he was he was the one that got Joan Baez started. She had been singing in coffee houses and he brought her to the 1959 Newport Folk Festival. And people went nuts. What, 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 was, what was he like as a guy? Well, he was a complicated guy. I never had any business dealings with him. He... Uh, apparently was not particularly scrupulous in his business dealings. He had, he, he had gotten sober because he had been... See, did you know it wasn't just jazz musicians and rock and roll musician, musicians who were junkies. It was folk musicians, too. And... Um, he was one of them. And so I met him long after that. And he was a really good guy. He sang great stuff. He played the hell out of a 12-string guitar. And there was a guitar shop further south on Lincoln from where we are called Wooden Music, where there was a... A man named Bojo built 12-string guitars. And there's actually somebody at the school nowadays that's got a Bojo. And I said, whoa, how cool. It's, it was a brilliant guitar. But you, you've got one of the, the songs that Bob Gibson used to play that you could play for us? Not, I'm uh, right. kind of stuck in a rut here on the guitar okay. so far in the key of G, <laughs> but 
it works. Right. This one Bob co-wrote with a whole bunch of people. Abilene, Abilene, prettiest town that I've ever seen. Women there don't treat you mean in Abilene, my Abilene. Sing it one more time. town that I've ever seen Women there don't treat you mean in Abilene my, my Abilene I sit alone most every night Watch the freight trains rolling out of sight I wish one of them would Carry me to Abilene, back to Abilene. Abilene, Abilene, prettiest town that I've ever seen. Women there don't treat you mean in Abilene, my, my Abilene. I'm going down to the river, gonna take along my rocking chair. Blues don't get me, gonna rock, gonna rock, rock away from here. Gonna lay my worried head down on some lonesome line. Let the 219 come along, pass by my mind. I keep moving on down that railroad line. Got a heavy load, got a worried mind. Trying to find a place that I can rest my weary head. It's just one thing I got to know Where in this world can a poor boy go When he's tired of roaming around from town to town They arrested me in a town down south Empty pockets, I was down in the mouth Locked me up, threw away the key I had dirty food and a birdie cell With that guard and a run like hell Sheriff, he's still asking round about me Going down, down, down to the river Gonna take along my rocking chair Blues don't get me rocking away from here Gonna lay my weary head down on some lonesome line At the 219 come along, pass by my mind Let the 219 take me back To Abilene Abilene, prettiest town that I've ever seen. Women there don't treat you mean in Abilene, my, my Abilene. Now, I don't know where that second song came from, but he, he put it in there. He recorded an album. There used to be a folk club in Evanston called Amazing Grace. And he recorded a live album there, and I have a copy of the LP. And some of the hooting and hollering on it is me because I was in the audience. Then Gibson and Camp re-recorded their stuff.
with Michael Smith playing bass at Holstein's, and it was called Gibson and Camp Revisited, and I was there at that time too. So, yeah, I've I've been a patron of all kinds of music for a long time. The first big concert I saw, The Doors. Yeah. There was this smell in the air. I, uh, I didn't indulge at that time, but I did know what it was. Well, speaking of the doors, or not, um, you've got someone who's here to do some singing with you. Yes. My friend Amy is going to sing a couple of tunes with me. What is our band? Whirlwind Whirlwind Dreamer. We've gone through, yes indeed. We've gone through a bunch of different names. Have we settled on that one yet? We gotta say it a few more times. We gotta, yeah. We started playing together, what? Almost a year ago? And we just recently, a couple months ago, made it into a band and we may be looking for other musicians at times so i see two fiddle players at least here and so um okay
Thank you. Um, B for this one? Yes. Okay. Uh, you know, we're, we're, I still have to ask, um, and, finger picks here. So what tune are we going to do? Are you tired of me, darling? No, not yet. <laughs> Every time she says that, I immediately go into some stupid response. And Maybe I'll stop one of these days, but not yet. <laughs>
Jerry Hodak. Thank you. I enjoy playing with Amy. She's got such a nice, sweet voice. Yeah, thank you. And we're, uh, we're just starting to get it going. We've done a little bit of recording and we're going to um, I'm I'm personally hoping to have my financial situation change drastically by being in a folk band. <laughs> That, that was just, uh, yeah, really, really beautiful. So let's, let's give her a big hand. That was really great. Amy Hodap. And uh, Dave, I wanted to ask you, when did you start teaching at the Old Town School? Well, I started substituting there in the late 70s, when they had a branch in Evanston, I've been teaching at the school now for over 20 years. I teach bluegrass banjo classes, and Nancy knows about that, don't you? Yeah. And I teach clawhammer banjo, and guitar, and I used to teach a class about recording, and I'm thinking about putting that back together. Who are, who are some, uh, what are some of the kind of musical experiences that really stuck out for you over the years of, of playing music? Whoa. Well, Nancy knows about this group, too, the Community Renewal Chorus. I sang with a chorus when at its strength it was more than 160 singers and we toured in Europe and I played banjo and sang on the same stage in Salzburg at, that Mozart used to play on. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Then in the 70s I was in a bluegrass band called the Unity Bluegrass Band and we played for a Baha'i Youth Conference in Champaign. <laughs> and we were backstage. Uh, this was Saturday night, and they were going through the lineup. Seals and Crofts were on the bill. And they announced the Unity Bluegrass Band, and there was this roar. We were backstage, and it was just like, well, I'll never forget that. <laughs> I've played so many gigs with so many bands and so many people in so many places, and as the result of being a folk musician, I'm sort of broke. <laughs> but, you know, it kind of goes with the territory. Let's, let's have another tune. Okay. Um, actually, let me grab the guitar right. for this. 
I'm running my electric guitar here through a 1970s vintage MXR Phase 90 Phase Shifter Stomp Box pedal. Really? It still kind of sort of works. Um, I probably got it in 77, maybe 78. See, I'm an older person. And I learned this tune at the Old Town School in a class from Eddie Holstein. And just for grins, I'll put the words out here so I remember. <laughs> Mama said to Papa, be quiet as a mouse. So Papa climbed up on the top of the house, made a lot of mopey, made a lot of noise, stood up and cheered with the rest of the boys. Babies in the cradle, brothers gone to town, sisters in the parlor, she's flying up and down. Mama's in the kitchen, messing all around. Papa's on the housetop, he won't come down. Well, the blues, they come. The blues, they come. Nobody knows where the blues come from. The blues, they go. The blues, they go. Everybody's happy when the old blues go. Papa saw a chicken out in the yard. Picked up a rock and he hit him real hard. Hit him so hard. Killed him dead. Now the chicken's in the gravy and the gravy's on the bread. Mama's in the cradle, sister's gone to town. Baby's in the parlor, she's flying up and down. Mama's in the kitchen and still messing all around. Brother's on the housetop, he won't come down. I kind of interspersed the uh, personal pronouns there. Hush, little baby, don't you cry. The blue's gonna leave you by and by, by. Hush, little baby, the blues are gonna go. Put the baby in the cradle, kick the blues outdoors. Baby's in the cradle, brother's gone to town. Sister's in the parlor, she's flying up and down. Mama's in the kitchen, messing all around. Brother's on the housetop, he won't come down. Mama's on the housetop, she won't come down. Papa's on the housetop, 
He won't come down Thank you very much. Thank you. For those of you listening and some of you in the audience may know I'm I am not at 100% of my instrumental capabilities. This is now December and it was in June I was riding my bicycle and got doored. Broke my right wrist and I'm getting better but I can't fly on the banjo like I used to. But that's okay. I'm glad you're here. We're all glad yeah. you're here and doing it. Right? Well, thank you. I was wearing a helmet. So my brains aren't any more messed up than they were that morning in June when I left the house. Well, as we wrap up, I wanted, wanted to ask you, what, what has been most rewarding thing for you about playing this music and dedicating yourself to playing this music? Carrying on the tradition. What I, I think of myself, I relate to artists throughout history. The struggle of maintaining your integrity as an artist while living in the real world and it's not always the easiest, but I, I like that part and the teaching. I, I've been teaching for more than 40 years and to me it's all about the students and what I can impart and it's just very rewarding. So, you know, the bills get paid eventually, but, you know, that's, that's what I like about this. Well, I just want to thank you for being here with us and sharing some of your stories and your music. Everybody give, give Dave a big hand. Thank you. Thank you. And it's been a real pleasure talking with you, and let's, let's go out with one more, your choice. Okay, um, another instrumental. Thank you.
Windy and Warm. Thank you very much. That was Windy and Warm. Thanks, Dan, for having me. Thanks, all of you folks, for coming out and hanging out. Thanks to all the radio listeners on WLUW. See, I know Dan... See, we could probably say this in unison. You're listening, <laughs> listening to, to WLUW, Chicago Sound Alliance. We're broadcasting from the campus of Loyola University. <laughs> You're better than me. I always read the sign. I don't quite uh, have it yet. I've been doing it for 13 years, so...